Welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourselves looks like. So hello lovelies, welcome. Today um, is a real treat of a conversation. I mean, they all are. I'm talking to Swapna Thomas and this was a really big conversation for me. I share a bit of the story in our um, conversation, but up until this point of recording this conversation, I had been interviewing people who were within my personal realm and, and who I knew and and I had a Swapna on a list of people who I would love to talk to, but I was building up the courage to reach out to her. And my word this year is leap uh, and it has taken me to some pretty uh pretty scary and exciting places and reaching out to Swapna was was one of those times that I have leapt this year but there was a post that she posted um on Facebook which uh really nudged me out of wishing and into action to reach out and as I reached out to her she replied straight back and said oh I've been watching um your conversations and have wanted to be a part so it's amazing how uh, the universe expands as we leap um and I think this conversation is a further expansion uh, it's I just I love the way the Swapner thinks I love the way that she sees the world. I love that she calls herself a fierce feminist. She really was part of something that switched on in me after this conversation. Uh, so I hope you really enjoy. So welcome to this week's Zimzum self-care conversation. I am joined by the gorgeous Swapna Thomas, and I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment. Um, but first, I wanted to invite you, Swapna, and everyone watching. We're just going to take a couple of deep breaths together to open mm-hmm. up this space. Um, so you might want to close your eyes. You might just want to lower your gaze. Just make yourself comfortable, and we're just going to take three big, deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth. So we go in through our nose and we let that go out through our mouth. We breathe in through our nose and let that go out through our mouth. And we take a big deep breath in through our nose. Let that go out through our mouth. And as we take those breaths together, our hearts start beating across the world together. And we open this space. And as we do that, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands where each of us sits. I acknowledge the Garingai people as the traditional custodians of this land. I recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land, waters and culture. And as we get started, I set the intention that our conversation will be a source of joy and soul connection for us as we explore ideas and wisdom around self-care and owning our genius, that these ideas may be valuable and useful for those listening and that we will all receive what we need to and collectively feel connected and nourished. So welcome, Swapna. Thank you. Thank you. It is such a delight to have you here today. Um, and it was about a year ago, I think, that I first came across you and your work on Facebook, the sacred site that is Facebook. Um, I was drawn to your passion and the energy with which you show up. 
Um, and as I've followed your work, I can see that's in your work, but it's in all aspects of your life. I love that Swapna means dream in Sanskrit, <laughs> um, that you live in India, which is a country I am fascinated by, um, and that you describe yourself as a raging feminist. Um, you've helped me, as I shared before, to really deepen my understanding of feminism um, by the way that you embody it and infuse it into your life. And this is reflected in your business. You work with coaches and mentors who want to embrace their inner rebel, do business their own way and live 100% on purpose, which means supporting women to confidently own their genius. Amazing. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, lovely Claire. It's, uh, it's an honour to be here. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited about who, who, what are you going to unearth from me? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I have watched your conversations before and I think it just, uh, you hold the space so beautifully and um, the way you ask questions, I think sometimes um, the, the interviewee hasn't really thought about, you know, those aspects before, but then you and, and empower them to think about that. So I'm really excited about oh. where are you going to take me today? Oh, thank you. Now, what a beautiful <laughs> reflection. Well, now, no pressure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> well, where I wanted to start was I love this phrase that you mm-hmm. use, um, mm-hmm. helping women live 100% on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I wanted to start. Can you mm-hmm. just tell us a bit more about this? What does it look like and how do we do this, living 100% on purpose? Okay. So um, when you were paying respects to your elders and the elders of the land, you know, the thought that was coming through my mind was my ancestors and the elders of this land, especially the women, um, because um, this is something that a, not a lot of people know about India is that, uh, you know, when British were ruling India, they actually took hundreds of thousands of people as slaves, um, or as they were called, you know, um, coolies uh, to work in plant plantations across um, their various colonies in Africa. And then also India went through a partition of being divided into two countries at the end of British rule. So there has been the story of displacement for women of carrying, uh, you know, this burden of shame and silence and of not knowing where they belong. And that ancestral trauma is in a lot of us, uh, in women in India. But I think that has been the story of a lot of women throughout the world, you know, this, this deep ancestral trauma of not knowing where they belong, where they are going, what is their purpose, right? And which is why we... Uh, I don't know, I mean, I haven't seen this in men in a very different way, but women, we often don't know where do we belong. And especially if I look at India, you know, because our country is a very patriarchal country, uh, women, when they are not married, they belong to their father, right? In the sense, their father's family. And once they are married off, then they just shift ownership and they, they belong to their husband's family. And I'm not a typical. Indian woman so I have not had that kind of experience but even so you move from your father's house to your husband's house mm-hmm. and in between you you never have the space of really knowing what who am I what is my you know where do I belong what is my purpose mm-hmm. so so I think it has been the cycle of women um, not really understanding the world around them and feeling like they they belong here you know, we are always in relation to someone, yes. someone's daughter, someone's mother, someone's wife. So having our own identity is the first part of purpose, yeah. of knowing who we are and what are we meant for here. Yeah. So I, I look at purpose uh, in that way. Of course, when you come, it comes to business, you know, you, you want to look at your purpose it, in, a, in with respect to your clients and all of that. But I think the first step is to look at yourself. Like, what is your purpose in this world, in this lifetime? Because 
I feel, you know, uh, with the Hindu mythology uh, and the Hindu scriptures, the, the first thing that we know is that we, we have uh, several lifetimes ahead of us and behind us. So each lifetime has a purpose for us to learn. Yeah. So it is not something that you can find out or you are born with. Like it's not, you know, you don't have it in your head when you're born or even when you're 40 years old. Like me, you're still <laughs> discovering it. So, so that's, uh, I think it's a pursuit of, for me, it's a pursuit of self. Yeah. That's the purpose you know and you will find layers upon layers of what your purpose is all the time so business might be like just scratching the surface of it but um it's a very it's a deeply personal thing for me uh and and i and i know this is not like a simple cut and dry answer what is purpose because how can that be uh, answered, right? But uh, this is we've, how we've got, we've got several lifetimes to cover this. Yeah, <laughs> so this is how I look at it, and you know, to understand like what am I here to do? What what is in this lifetime? What what am I here to do? And I very deeply feel in this lifetime, for me, my purpose is to raise um, not just the consciousness, but for for to enable women to own their genius and to really come into their own which probably they they haven't like even if they have a business a lot of women are still um you know playing a role and not really being themselves so they're playing this role of businesswoman that they they think they are supposed to be and the way they are supposed to behave but they haven't really come into their own like who do they want to show up as who are they and you know so all of those things. So that's really what gets me exciting about, excited about purpose and talking to women about purpose. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's how I look at it. I love that. And that there was a line you said there, the pursuit of self, which I'm yeah. already like, okay, I know the, yep, that's, that's the, the quote of, you know, that is just, I like, as you were speaking, I could feel kind of a, a really body response to what you were saying as you kind of to take that very big picture of as women and like you said it's women in India but it's 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 a story of women all around the world that we have been displaced and and I I feel like that um for a long time I think I would have written that off as that has nothing to do with me in this day and age but it, it does, it plays down through our DNA and our energy and, and what we've learned to be. And um, it, it really does explain so much of that, that we are now here and, and not that, that when you said that, that we're always in relation to someone else or so often. It, it's so true, isn't it? You know, if someone says, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a, but, but who am I? coming into that question that purpose like what am I here to do that that's a much kind of um, harder one to distill and to kind of have by itself yeah yeah well it definitely definitely takes a lot of uh, work and courage because uh, sometimes we might discover that we don't like who we are as (laughs) I did you know a few years ago when I started doing this work uh, to understand my purpose uh, and why why was I even here like of course you know I love my all my roles in my life as a daughter as a wife and as a mother but I knew that there is something more to me that I need to discover and I need to understand and uh, that's when I realized you know that there were parts of me that I didn't really like and which I was projecting then to others and you know making myself miserable and them in the process so it is a, it is it does take a lot of um, you know uh, courage to go there because you might not like what you find yeah. but i think um, you have to dig through some trash and you know some some yeah. dirt to uncover the real treasures yeah. so yeah it like fair warning to everyone <laughs> who's going to do that <laughs> but yeah i mean you know sometimes you'll be like oh my god like why am i like this you know why do I think like this why do I behave like this yeah 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 and so for you what 
for you personally or as you take women through this process of, of coming to that, of coming to, um, to, to being on purpose, you know, to, to having that, um, that pursuit of self, what does that look like? And I know that's a big question, but are there exercises or are there questions or um, because as you're saying that it, it feels to me very similar to the idea of self-care and that self-connection that, mm. that I talk about so much. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear yeah. about the, the how as well as how you kind of get into that, that zone of, of that. Mm. Yeah. So my work is usually very high touch. So when I work with clients, it's mostly one-on-one. And I like to use a lot of um, self-inquiry kind of questions Mm. for them to really, uh, this is like pure coaching. So I don't want to direct them to a purpose. I want them to find it on their own, but I just want to keep, you know, giving them the tools to uncover it further. So I'll ask those questions, which will make them think. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable because you don't want to think about these big things. You just want to make some money, right? (laughs) So you don't want to go there and you don't want to think about what is my big mission? What is my, you know, uh, where do I see myself in 10 years or 15 years? Or what impact am I creating? And all of those big questions that, we don't want to think, but it's sometimes um, in asking those questions that we really uncover, like what makes them light up, yeah. what makes them really passionate. And, and, you know, I feel when people start using big hand gestures, you, you've hit the sweet spot, like then, <laughs> but they are in their element. Otherwise, if they're just saying things like calmly and, you know, steadily, you're not there yet. Oh <laughs> It's just me all the time because I have these huge hand gestures all the time, right? And it's a very Indian thing as well. We use our hands a lot. So, but it's for me, it's like that when they get into that state of, oh my God, can I do this now? Like, can I just start, get started with this right now? So till they hit that point and they have really uncovered that, that message that they want, they can't shut up about, Yeah, you know, it's, keep digging till then like it's pure coaching it's no like it's just me asking them questions a lot of questions yeah I love that I love that and and I agree I think questions and it can be I remember when for me it was there was a book um must be about five or six years ago and it was a hundred questions it was basically the same three questions written in a lot of different ways but you need Mm -hmm. to have those questions and like you said that suddenly you realize you're either saying the same thing over and over again or there's a couple which are just jumping out at you and you're getting so excited about and I often find and tell me how it is for you but it's often quite obvious um the people like oh I thought it would be something sometimes it's a great surprise what the purpose is what that kind of when you start to hit that sweet spot but it's often like oh I mean I knew that is that all? But suddenly to put, it's also kind of so obvious that it's, un, it's a surprise as well, that it's, you know, that like, oh, well, that's yeah. been there all along. I, I loved, oh, yeah, I loved playing that when I was a little girl. And, oh, yeah, I took that class that I loved. And, oh, yeah, now I can see that story, that thread has yeah. actually been there all along. Yeah. So all the time, that's the answer, like all the time, because one of the things I uh, like to do with my clients is also story uh, timeline Mm -hmm. of their life. So I basically take them through their entire journey. So it is a long session, but it really helps me, you know, dig deeper into their mind and understand what has led them to this moment. And for actually more than needs for them to understand why are they here right now? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they have forgotten pieces of their journey, which, you know, was a big part of their life at that point of time, but they just completely forgot because, you know, bigger problems have come since then. So they, they forget that, you know, what they were like as a child, what they were like at school, how was their relationship with their teachers and mentors and their peers and, um, you know, what was their relationship with knowledge what was their relationship with showing up on stage or, you know, putting on, being put on the spotlight and their parents and all of these things, like small, small things. How did they meet their husband or how did they, you know, fall in love? 
um, you you would think like all of these things wouldn't factor into business, but they do yeah. because everything, you know, um, when I look back at my own life, there were there are these pivotal points in my life when I really listen to my intuition. And one of the things um, I think you have seen that this post on my Facebook page was about me meeting my husband and we fell in love at 18. And, you know, we just like I decided that I was going to marry this guy. <laughs> and that was my intuition telling me like, this is it, this is it for you. And then we had a six year long, uh, long distance relationship. Yeah. And it is not, you know, in today's time, I think nobody is even going to think of that. But yeah. At that point, like that was me, my intuition and my, I think my soul keeping me on the path. And of course, for my husband as well, like, you know, this is it. This is who you are meant to be. Stay on the path. Yeah. Right. So there are these moments when you, you let your, um, you know, the, the self-doubt and all of those surface level things just not shout at you anymore. And you really deeply listen to your intuition. But you have forgotten those pivotal moments because because when you're looking at everything from your business lens, you don't look at your love life. You don't want to look at your you know childhood, and you don't want to look at how did you do arts and crafts at that time. Yeah. But those are the things that I feel really enrich your business because you know that is where you that is the time, especially you know any time before we were ten or you know younger. Um, there are things that you do, did unconsciously because you didn't have all these filters. Now that, you know, I sometimes feel the more uh, people have worked on themselves, sometimes they create these filters, which makes it difficult for them to unlearn and, you know, just go back to the basics sometimes. Yeah. So I forgot the question. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just in raptures listening to what you're talking about. But yeah. It, it, yeah. It really, uh, I feel like all the time, like people forget, oh my God. So this is why, you know, I do like, I say things like this and it clicks with people. Yeah. So one one of the things that I, you know, found out about my, myself was that um, it has happened many, many times in my life that I have had strangers who I would meet in trains or buses or, you know, randomly waiting somewhere mm. would strike a conversation with me. And it was mostly women. Mm -hmm. And they would tell me their deepest, darkest secrets of life without me digging, because I'm definitely not the kind of person who would start talking to strangers because extreme introvert here. Yeah. But uh, they would just feel something, some comfort, you know, some the safe space that they could tell me probably because also I was a stranger, yeah. but if they would, and then they would be like, Oh, you know what? I have never told this to anyone else. I don't know how I ended up telling this to you. Like even on a phone conversation, I spoke to someone for the first time on the phone and she told me the entire uh, business journey of her, like where she felt betrayed by her former partner, business partner and what happened and all the murky details. And it was not, invited from me for sure <laughs> but you know and I but I I felt the empathy at that in that moment like I could feel her pain so I listened and I think now I can connect back to those moments and you know see oh so that's my superpower holding space for people so that they feel safe to you know tell me the things that are going on in their head and I've had clients tell me that I have never had someone create this kind of safe, safe space where I can say, I don't want to do this. Because a lot of coaches, when they're telling you what to do, there's no room for the client to say, I can't do this. Like, this is something I just don't want to do. Yeah. It is very important for me to, for my client to be able to say, I don't want to do this. Like, I know there is a thin line between, you know, their, their fear taking over and not wanting to do things and not wanting to step out of comfort zone. And I, I'm able to call out of that. Yeah. But there is sometimes a visceral reaction to something that we just don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. And I, as coaches, we should be able to create a space where they are able to say no, because yeah. it consent is in every relationship. It's not just, you know, um, when you are in a relationship with a man or, you know, in a, in a love, loving relationship or a sexual relationship. It has to be in every relationship. There has to be consent and enthusiastic consent, as it is called, even when you're coaching someone because they should feel 
of course they're going to feel discomfort and they're going to feel oh my god this is hard and all of that stuff but if something is against their values and something is against you know who they are as a person i should be as a coach i should be able to give them an alternative yeah. or be able to say it's okay we'll find some other way yeah. you know so that's that's where i think a lot of this stuff um takes me when i'm working with my clients i love that and i love that i i hear that in you so much that that um and i i i kind of see that that time after time having that thing happen and that you're like oh that's random but actually when you string it back that you're like oh that's my superpower and and it can feel like but doesn't every doesn't that happen to everyone yeah but when you start to really own that um and to be able to say i do that well and mm. that's part of who i am yeah. which leads us beautifully um because another um idea that you talk about a lot is the idea of women confidently owning their genius um mm. and i'd love to dive into that a bit more but amazingly um uh, amazingly of course it's not a coincidence a few weeks ago you wrote a beautiful piece on this and i had been wanting to reach out to you to have today's conversation but i was just oh, I, just kind of waiting for for that to happen you know for me to take the next step and then i read this piece and i messaged you straight away and i was like yeah we need to talk like this <laughs> is amazing so if it's okay with you i thought i'd share a bit of it I've, yes of course uh, yeah so that you can all um really feel um the take that swap is taking on this so this was on facebook and she said own your genius i will repeat this ad nauseum until every single woman i speak to knows this inherently or maybe i should have it tattooed on me one of the biggest reasons women struggle in their business is their fear around stepping into a bigger version of themselves you have to however own your freaking genius you have to claim your gifts you have to accept your expertise you have to cheer for your own message you have to stop looking for validation outside yourself it requires letting go of the shame from past failures or false starts as i like to call them stop indulging in comparative benchmarks of success and completely let go of your past dramas excuses and any trace of victimhood it's not easy but it's worth it you are here doing this work because a fragment of the universe wanted to be here through you your ideas are irreplaceable your way of looking at the world is comparable your thoughts are irresistible your feelings are incredible and with this gift of existence all you have to do is simply be yourself and own your thing <laughs> oh my god mike i'm done Damn, that's good <laughs> you're like right that <laughs> i i feel so emotional reading it um especially that line you were here doing this work because a fragment of the universe wanted to be here through you yeah that is um yeah but that's that's what i really truly believe and i was really emotional when i was right i was passionate and you know the like ranty but also really emotional writing that post because i'm it it really pains me to see when women are not claiming their gifts and you know not owning their genius um and not really um owning their voice is what i feel like you know, they discount so much of themselves as you know like you said you know uh, this comparative benchmarks as well uh, but she's already talking about that then how does my voice matter it does matter because you are saying it and this is my entire i and i know you, this is something that you said that we might talk about if we have time mm. but i want to bring you this bring this now this is yeah. my entire concept of self care mm. you know when i look at self care what does it literally translate into it's about caring for self yes right? and self does not um, mean only your body mm. because that's the the you know the commercial version of self care is like massages and 
manicures and pedicures and you know all that like spa day go on a spa day because you're worth it right <laughs> and, and no judgment to anybody who loves doing all of that yeah. because some of us have to you know uh, have, probably have had difficulties with vanity and concept of you know really accepting our bodies and all of that so that's good but uh, there are other parts of it and for me that is basically the entire philosophy of yoga which is your your mind your body and your energy right you have to care of care for all of these things and your genius is a part of your energy and your mind right and if you are not caring for it uh and when i'm say caring is first the first step is to accepting that you have genius mm-hmm. and you have gifts mm-hmm. right and then if you're not nurturing it and if you're not you know exalting it yourself yeah and you're just looking for validation outside like someone is going to tell come and tell me you know what you're amazing and you're doing this and you have this amazing voice and if we keep waiting for that that day may, may never come right so you have to take back your power and you have to say i have something valuable to say it doesn't matter if and no one else around you finds that valuable because if unless you are 100% confident that this is valuable and i need to share this other people are definitely not going to find it valuable so that you know you, it it has to come from within you first right so that's my concept of self care is to care for your own um your own being in and your everything every word that comes to you every thought that you have you know it's not a coincidence that these thoughts are coming to you or the way you are putting them out there in the world and um so if you don't care for them literally care for them you know you like a ch- like a mother like you don't nurture it and you know how we look at our children and there are all these children in the world but ours is the best right <laughs> <laughs> and some days yes of course we feel like oh my god what have i given birth to but that most of the time like 99% of the time it's like wow that's yeah. is the miracle like you know i look at my daughter and i'm like i gave birth to her like you know she's amazing wow what an incredible human being yeah. that's how we need to look at ourselves and our work like Oh my god I can't believe I wrote this and oh my god I have these ideas I need to share these so you know, like what I said in the beginning about being in relation to someone that's also how we we are able to exalt other people in our life like I look at my husband I can talk you know nonstop about his gifts yeah. how amazing he is the potential that he has all things he can do in the world but just circle that back to me and I'll be like yeah I'm okay like I'm doing things you know but you know what I have had I haven't had that much of success still haven't crossed that such in such bigger mark yeah. you know and then we start building all these barricades for our own genius so that's my entire thing about about women not owning their genius and it's very very specific to women because yeah. uh, it is probably programming of you know That, that we have been carrying from from generations before us to just stay small because at one point of time um it was uh, physically endangering for women to stand out you did not want to look the prettiest or you did not want to look the smartest because you could be you know in danger for both of them so i think that that you know stay, stay small don't attract attention even that is the messaging we get today all the time right like don't ask for it don't don't just to be too bright or too much don't laugh too much yeah. don't talk too much yeah because all of that will mean that people are looking at you and you don't want people to look at you yeah stay small stay stay insignificant right so that's what we do to ourselves like everybody you know the patriarchy is doing it to us but we are doing it to ourselves so that's what really just makes me a little bit angry at times but i i channel it through posts like these and just you know like uh add a lot of love to it because <laughs> it, there is a lot of love in my heart for for you know all women not just women in business but i think even homemakers at one point of time i was a homemaker and i it is the hardest job in the world uh to just you know 
make a home and we are doing it even you know when we are building a business but when you have no other identity that's your identity it's so difficult to preserve yourself mm-hmm. and still feel the self worth mm-hmm. you know intact like i am worth something this work that i'm doing through for my children for my house it's worth something yeah so this i feel for all women like don't discount yourself just because you are not working or just because you don't have a business or a job or if you have a business if you have a job if you are not getting the promotions that you want to get don't discount yourself because other people are always going to do that right <laughs> but so don't have it <laughs> yeah like that's non negotiable like there are going to be people who are going to take you for granted who are going to say like you're not worth it you're not good enough yeah. like they're going to tell you but don't do it to yourself and i know it's very difficult to not do it to ourselves because that's what we have been taught and you know we have learned that behavior but that's what the the self care part of it comes you have the tools to work on yourself to constantly you know let remove these thought patterns and belief patterns of what you have been told or what you have created for yourself at point of time yeah oh my goodness where do i start Firstly, I really want to thank you Swapna for for calling me on that because I absolutely agree that there is no judgment to the physical side of self-care and it is important and as you said and that that yoga tells us that that's part of it. It's just not yeah. the only part of it. And like it's said not- that it's a commercial view of self-care which is telling us. Yeah. that's what self care yeah. is just do, just just take care of this and that's enough and so yeah. i um i completely agree that that is part of it and 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 even the power of taking care of ourselves physically is exponentially powerful there's something about you know just you know sometimes you you just wash your hair or something and you do feel better like there is power in that alone but mm-hmm. then to come into the energy and the the thoughts and the mind and that's where it really yeah just exactly yeah. yeah exactly and and i'll tell you like there are phases of self care i think yeah. you know it's like uh, that maslow's uh, hierarchy yeah. of needs yeah. so basically you know the the body is probably at the base you have to fulfill that self care also like yeah. you know if you're not taking care of the the physical embodiment of what you live in yes your mind and your spirit is free to go wherever it wants to go you know even today even in this moment but you have been given a physical home to live in right and you have to take care of that and for some that would mean exercise for that some that would mean you know a weekly face pack but that's what it means to me sometimes like just having that you know a, i i put a face pack every sunday and it really makes me feel awesome about myself because it feels like i'm taking care of my skin you know this yeah. skin that i've been given by god and um, i eat well and i you know don't use makeup and all those things all of that adds up to my way of self care for my body yeah. you know so and and at one point of time when i was i was a mom to a really small child taking a shower was my only way of self care for my body yeah. and uh having like this face pack once a week even if i only could keep it like for 2 minutes before yeah. the big started wailing and even then it meant like oh my god you know i'm still me yes so it's it's reminding yourself sometimes that so sometimes it's just body you you are not in a position to care for your spirit and energy because it's just fragmented so much with all the things that you have to take care of um of course you sh- you should try to bring all of that in at any given point of time even when you feel you don't have time you have too many responsibilities but if you can't it's okay so there are phases and then once you have moved away from that space now i'm in a position where i can say um you know i've worked on my mind for a lot of time now i'm working on my energy because i i feel like i have unlocked that level for me now so i can work on all of these concurrent concurrently right now but if someone is not able to do that because of the circumstances and they only purely able to focus on their body that's okay too because that's the step towards getting there you know you will slowly get there absolutely yeah. i think thank you so for for 
um, articulating that so beautifully. And I think that's, it's so true and it's so that we, as women, we give ourselves such a hard time. And, and, and like you said, that, you know, that, that idea of just owning our identity so it can be hard to say, well, I deserve this. I deserve, yeah. you know, sometimes to say that I need a shower, you know, I've absolutely done it where you get to the end of the day and you're like, the kids are being taken care of, they're in bed, I'm just going to bed. Yeah. But to kind of come back and just, again, to that, that how, do I, how do I choose myself? What is it? Like what's my genius telling me that I need right now? And maybe that is sleep, but that sometimes that shower can, you know, that there are these just yeah. little, cool, little. A shower can activate your genius. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's actually one of my places of genius. I Like I have done, drawn so many things on that shower screen and been like, yes, that's how it comes together. But mm. it is, um, and I think, and I love that idea that you said that a shower can sometimes be the only self-care, but it's also not just saying, oh, it was a shower. It's that owning it as self-care yeah. and just saying yeah I'm going to take okay. the goodness of this today because yeah. yeah. like you said I'm still me I'm still that person mm. oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> um and and so we kind of touched on there and just as we come to start to come to the end of our conversation but that idea of, of what self-care looks like for you um, and what it means, and and I love that breaking down that you gave for us. That it's taking care of yourself. It, it's kind of, it's it's one of those ones. It's so obvious that it's um, it, it's right there in plain sight. But can you just talk into that a little more for us? That it, it's that choosing yourself and taking care of yourself, and it's every word. But in a day, what today will self care look like for you? So self self care, you know, it looks like different for me every single day. Yeah. You, it can't be the same every day. Like I said, Sundays might mean me taking care of my body a little bit more, like my skin and all of that. My hair, like I like to deep condition my hair, and um, it, it there are layers of it as well. So uh, I six months ago I started following the curly girl method because I had neglected my curly hair for so long because it's naturally curly but I wanted it to be straight because that's the ideal right yeah. so I had you know done all the heat treatments and the keratin treatments and all of that stuff so and then one day I realized I'm done with it like I just want to be in my natural element again and I started following this journey of curly girl method and so that has taken like another layer of self-care for me so really you know, spend, and sometimes it feels like, and um, I'm just going to put this in context of business as well. Yeah. So when I discovered my, you know, that I want to be on this journey and I, like a whole new world opened up for me, like all these women who were proudly embracing their curls and it, taking care of them. So when you go on this journey, so it's like, uh, it's not just a shampoo and condition and come out ritual anymore there are steps to it like there are like multiple steps to it taking care of your hair like you you know you uh, deep condition it then there is there are all these moments where you scrunch your hair and you know you have to use a leave-in conditioner and all of that but of course you don't wash your hair as often as uh, you know normal people would you would wash your hair maybe twice a week more not more than that so it felt like oh my god like I'm buying all these products I'm spending so much time in the shower. Like, who am I to do this? Like, who do you think you are to do this? To care for your curls? Because, you know, that's the new thing, new fad for you. Yeah. But then I had to give, you know, just, again, own my genius. Like, this, these curls define me in the way that nothing has ever defined me. It, it brings out that wild side of me, the radiant side of me, and it makes me feel myself really myself I felt like you know I was pretending to be someone with straight hair yeah constantly trying hard to be to look like everyone else and to look like that idea and then now I'm finally being able to embrace my own hair 
and of course you know it has been magical the six months like my hair has become so much more healthier and shinier and all the things i always wanted it to be but just because i was pushing it to be you know someone else's version of beautiful yeah wasn't working for me right and that's exactly what we do in business as well we 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 think that some things um that that are that really work for us um but we you know when we look at others and we feel like but you know they have these funnels and they have all these amazing things that are why can't i just be like them you know why can't why does why does it have to be so hard for me like why am i making it hard for myself but honestly it's not you making it hard for yourself you just being yourself yeah you know you know those things don't work for you yeah. so why are you trying to beat yourself into submission yeah just let go of it and just enjoy what you naturally love doing you know which is for me it is high touch coaching i love it i don't want passive income streams yeah. i i have no desire to create those at least right now i have not no desire at all i love talking to people one on one yeah that's the the best way i can help my clients yeah and if that's that's me then me trying to create courses and you know just yeah. beat myself into submission of what business looks like or online marketing looks like yeah that's me not taking care of myself right yeah so so that's how it looks like for me um just just you know recognizing what do i need to feel like today it's my hair okay let's work on the hair the whole day like that's the thing that i'm going to do um i just started reading reading bhagavad gita again okay uh, so that's another you know layer of self care for me to just nurture my spirituality the reconnecting it back to my culture and my um, you know ancestry yeah so all of those elements uh writing is a form of self care for me every time i write i feel i'm able to really you know get thoughts out of my head and onto paper yeah so so it looks different every day but the constant focus is on knowing myself more uh, that's that's what i feel self care is you know no, knowing more and more about me what do i like what do i enjoy what makes me happy what gives me joy and being okay with that yeah. you know and not not trying to box myself anymore saying no is a form of massive self care for me uh being able to confidently say no that this is not something i want to do yeah. i'm not going to even pretend to say that i want to do this yeah. that has been the biggest form of self care for me because i was very it was very difficult for me to say no and then i would you know try to manipulate the circumstances so that it would fall in my favor anyway but it caused so much stress to me and to everyone else involved that eventually when i realized that i could just simply say no <laughs> and then take care of the consequences later you know so that all of those things this knowing myself really truly well without filters and without you know any kind of social um uh protocols and all of that stuff like just just take all of that away be really raw to yourself who you are yeah. and accept that uh, i feel that's the biggest form of self care you can ever do yeah oh thank you swatna that there's just so much gold in there that you have shared with us and i love that the you would just embody that so much that um that phrase you said knowing myself more and that really is the thread through all of those um pieces and and whether it's from the hair and like you said that it it's physical but it's also this deeply something much deeper than that as well that stopping forcing that I want to be like that and just saying oh god there's something I'm I'm perfect as I am and and yeah. all of those elements um and that I agree it, it's from day to day what what we need is different so of course it's going to look different but thank you for we you know weaving that picture of all of those elements and and how they each kind of come into that that picture of that pursuit of self that you used before which is just such a beautiful um way of understanding what it's about so um, i'm so grateful and it has oh. been just 
such a delight. Um, and I'm just trying to, to kind of bring together all of those, um, all the magic that you have, have kind of unearthed for us and, and um, presented to us today. Um, to really, I, I think that idea that you have touched on so many times, um, that idea of that self-care is knowing yourself more and that really is our life's work in, in all different ways, yeah. in our business, in our life. And, and so that's my invitation to everyone this week is, is how can you deepen into that, that knowing myself more? What's one thing as a takeaway action that you can do to just get to know yourself a little more today. So I invite you to take two minutes just to think about that and to pop it down below and to let us know how that plays out. Um, and I'm going to pop all of Swapna's details down below so that you can jump over and follow her um, and those beautiful just to stay in touch with all of that wisdom and those words and, and the poetry, I think, so much of what comes through you. Um, you, you yeah, it, it's just um, so beautiful. So I thank you for the wisdom and the beauty and the fierceness and energy that you bring to the world and that you have brought to our conversation. Um, and, yeah, I invite you all to jump over and keep following along. Um, but until next week, until next um, week, I hope you have a week filled with joy and with peace. I will see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this Salty Hair self-care conversation. I hope you are feeling nourished, connected, a sense of aliveness, the way talking about ideas does, and maybe wow, I didn't realise there were other people who felt like this too. If that's you, you may be interested in our Salty Hair Self-Care membership, a beautiful, inclusive community of women, monthly online circles and gatherings, regular prompts and inspiration, and a sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is currently $25 a month, and that'll be going up to $40 a month shortly. There's a link below to come and join us. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, rate and leave a review. That helps others find these conversations too. And finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day. Bye.